The Drive Home with Kenton Dick on Mix 96. I watched, and then I just got sick and just, you know, it's like watching a car accident or something like that. You just, you want to watch, but you don't want to watch because it just makes you sick. That was Eric Ackerman talking about the news out of Washington yesterday. Uh, Just a quick recap. During a joint session of Congress, a pro-Trump mob stormed the Capitol, demanding President Trump be declared victorious. Now, we are going to get to Eric Ackerman in just a few moments, but I also chatted with Chris Somerville. He was born in Alabama, now lives in Steinbeck. Chris, uh, we chatted with you about the American election back in November. Uh, Since then, obviously, a lot has happened. And and yesterday, with the shocking scenes we saw from Capitol Hill, uh, as an American, just tell me your reaction. First off, just your reaction uh, to what was happening yesterday. What I saw on uh, television yesterday, uh, I I watched a good bit of it uh, throughout the night. Uh, It it was very sad. I think it's one of the saddest uh, days in American history not since the War of 1812 uh, has the capital uh, been besieged. Uh, I consider this an insurrection, and it uh, unfortunately was um, aided on by President Trump's uh, remarks prior to the insurrection. And I'm, I'm not surprised that it took place, just listening to the news, people's comments. And I, I do not consider those people Republicans. I, I consider them part of the Trump cult, Trumpism cult. So um, it did result uh, in a little bit of more uh, collegial attitudes when Congress met to approve the Electoral College. Yeah. As an American, obviously this is world news right now. The spotlight is really on this situation. Do you see a way forward for the states in this situation? Well, we'll have to see because there still may be more insurrection in various cities uh, on the day of the inauguration of Joe Biden. It's a deeply divided uh, country. It's like two different cultures. Each is uh, trying to control the narrative. Uh, So far apart, the the views, the political views uh, about what America should be today. So um, the differences uh, demonstrated themselves uh, through the the election. Um, um, Both got sizable votes and uh, so the people who regard Trump as the greatest president um, they might still take more action right now you had mentioned sadness as uh, as the emotion that you felt watching what was happening yesterday it is a little heartbreaking with everything that's happening just to see the split hey and and the animosity well yeah I mean you know we're used to just seeing this happen uh, in other countries, you know, somewhere in Europe or in Africa. But here we have world leaders who are sending tweets to America, um, to congresspersons, and um, surprised and with some assurance that um, we will overcome this, that democracy will prevail in America. Uh, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think democracy is going to prevail, but the great experiment, which is often the phrase used to describe uh, America's uh, governance and its time of politics, you know, will the great experiment continue to go on and, and, and be successful? Right now, it's, it's in danger. It's in danger. I mean, there's, it's not a red light. It's certainly a strong yellow light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we're going to have to see and, and wait to see how things will pan out over the next few days and, and with the yeah. inauguration. Well, the the talk uh, now is, is possibly utilizing the 25th Amendment 
in which the cabinet uh, would take action, declare that the president is incapacitated, and then the vice president uh, would have to agree to that, and then the vice president would become the president. It, it, it might lead to that. Yeah, that would be uh, shocking, really. And Oh, that's never, never been done, and, and it's, no one has ever come close to it. The 25th Amendment was created after, I believe, uh, John F. Kennedy, because there was, there was nothing um, in the Constitution about if the president became sick and incapacitated. So Woodrow Wilson um, lived his last two years of presidency with a stroke. Franklin Roosevelt had paralysis and, and was very sick the last two years of his life. And then obviously John F. Kennedy uh, died in the second year of his administration. So yeah, there's concern now about that. Uh, is, is President Trump um, so out of it that the loss of the election, has it, has it done something to him psychologically? Yeah. Now, you've mentioned uh, some concern with with the way things are going. And also back in November when we chatted with you then, you also mentioned that you're more generally comfortable with the Republican Party as as following a lot of what you believe in. Do you you have a hope for the Republican Party for what what you see as as the good and what it can be? It depends on how the Republican Party and its leadership responds uh, after President Trump is no longer the president, and if he still has some sort of grip or control on the party, and uh, his followers still identify with the Republican Party, then the Republican Party that I know will then no longer exist. The Republican Party would have to censor former President Trump, and those Republicans who, who have stood behind him would have to realign themselves with the Republican Party that I know, and so rebuild the party. Uh, so it's going to all be about how the Republican Party leadership handles itself of what's our relationship to Donald Trump. It may be too late. We as Canadians, myself, uh, we look down to the South and obviously close friends and neighbors, and we hope that uh, things can continue in a, in a positive light there, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe Biden, um, he, he does have a, a way of calming people, even though you may disagree with him. Um, he spoke yesterday uh, for about 20 minutes, and um, it's too bad the president wasn't didn't have that ability to be able to speak words of calm and reassurance and denounce the rioters. Yeah. Thank you for chatting, Chris, and uh, thank you for sharing your perspective. Okay, try to do it. Bye. As mentioned earlier, I did chat with Eric Ackerman as well. Eric, first off, where are you from? Uh, Born and raised in Fairfield, California, about 20 minutes from San Francisco. 20 minutes from San Francisco, and what on earth are you doing in Manitoba? (laughs) I'm cold. Uh, I went to Briarcrest Bible College in Saskatchewan and met a girl from Steinbeck and got married and moved all over and spent most of our time in California and a few years in Ecuador, a year in Costa Rica, and then came here in 2013. Okay, so it's been a little while now you've lived in Manitoba. Yeah, yeah, we're settled. That's nice to know. Now, the big news story today, probably around the globe, really, were the riots on Capitol Hill yesterday. Being an American, I'm assuming you were watching closely? Uh, 
closely is probably a too strong a word. I watched, mm-hmm. and then I just got sick and just, you know, it's like watching a car accident or something like that. You just, you want to watch, but you don't want to watch because it just makes you sick. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your reaction. Obviously, you've already given us some of that, but what's your reaction to what happened yesterday? Uh, just frustration. Like, we, we seem to have come to a place where it's all black and white. If you don't support this person, you're the enemy, and you have to support this position. And it, there doesn't seem to be a voice of reason in, in, in condemning bad actions. Um, yesterday was the first day, I think, where both sides of the aisle were condemning the actions. And uh, that's refreshing. Hopefully we can build on that because that uh, wasn't happening during the summer. So, Yeah. This has been a bit ongoing. Have you kind of slowly been feeling this distancing from politics as of late? Yeah, I, I used to follow it quite a bit and, you know, had some strong opinions. And, you know, I've had the person who I wanted to win, win. And I've had the person who wanted to lose, lose. And my personal life didn't really change that much. And uh, so as I've gotten older and, and a little bit wiser, I'm not that strong with it anymore. My world doesn't change. Most people's worlds don't change. Most of us that live here in the middle of common sense and reason, you know, don't get swayed one way or the other too far. It's an interesting way of putting it. Looking at what happened yesterday, do you see a way forward, maybe bringing people back together in some way? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I don't think we're all that far apart. I think that the the, the extremes is what gets to play in the, on the news and social media. And I'm far more likely to meet somebody who thinks differently than me, but is reasonable and can have a, a discussion about it and uh, not get upset and not hate me as a person. But whether that plays out on the greater, you know, the, what we see, difficult to say. I don't, I don't know what that would be. It would take a lot of humility on both sides, and I haven't seen a lot of humility from either side. All right. Well, that's basically all I'm looking for. Thank you for chatting. Thank you for lending your perspective, Eric. You're welcome, Kenton.